What's up, guys? Welcome back to our final Soul Therapy, the podcast episode of the year. My name is Daniel. Daytona. Today, we will be talking about what our album of the year and song of the year is. And also, I just want to give a massive shout out and a massive thank you to our listeners for the outpouring love and the massive support. We'll be back next year with more amazing contents. And as usual, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on all streaming platforms and don't forget to give us that five-star rating. Also, for more contents, please go and follow our socials at soul underscore therapy and also please support our page on Patreon at patreon.com slash soul underscore therapy. So as the year is coming to a close, you know, we wanted to give our take on what our album of the year and song of the year is. And, you know, there's a lot of great songs with a lot of great artists, with new upcoming artists and a lot of veterans making their comebacks. This was Mm. an extremely difficult decision for me. But, you know, this might actually surprise you in ways. But to me, my album of the year is Mind Combined. Yeah, with PJ and... Yeah. Yeah, Jimbo. And, man, to me, this is what a pure um album out of the year is for me because it's so jazzy you know it's funky there's a lot of soul involved and to me when it comes to high quality album this is it this is the standard of what a high quality yeah that's a very tight no bullshit album yeah yeah to me like instruments are really important Mm -hmm. instruments are really key for an album and the last time i heard an album that had like really you know strong instrumentation was deep flows founder because that mm. was just pure instrumentation and you know this album it's a this is their second album because it's been 11 years since their first album called yeah, the yeah. combination and so it was really great to see pj and jimbo collab once again and man i'm just super excited that you know that they were able to release this album called circle and man this was just such a high quality very you know a well thought out album the production on this was just immaculate you know the beats on this were just so experimental but at the same time it made it so it was so grounded to the point that they didn't want to like drive the audiences with like too much experimental stuff you know they kept it low profile with just a lot of uh you know melodic stuff but at the same time allowing the beats to become kind of risky but in a good way because yeah, we know yeah. P- pj is such a good uh producer but yeah, also PJ's an OG great... at this point in the game he really is yeah, and he's like it Q-tip. was great to see him you know make a strong comeback with this album mm-hmm. and jimbo on the tracks were just really good you know he's a good singer you know just he has a strong uh vocal presence about him and it's just really smooth clean just a well again well thought out well structured and the delivery on this was just to me it was spot on you know i couldn't really find any flaws and to me this album again really defines what high quality really is you know it's very um, organic too and so exactly Um, this is definitely my album of the year mine combined was a it's it's like a return of the legends in a sense like the first collaboration was like back in 2010 or 2011 and this is yeah 2010 was it that's 11 years down the road this year and Mm -hmm. a lot of people were like stoked to listen to this um Mm -hmm. with chimbo and pj being such high profile names within this scene yeah and chimbo especially it's just a big name in the korean industry period because Mm -hmm. while his music is not that famous on its own like he um kind of what do you call it participates in many korean records 
mm-hmm. the biggest Korean records, especially when it comes yeah. to K-pop. Um, like there's like, significant contributions by Jimbo in like the first BTS albums and stuff like that. Mm. You look at the credits, like he's gonna be on there. He's it's gonna be composed by him or produced by him, whatever it is. Right. And PJ um, is big in this Korean hip hop scene, and he has collabs with some high profile names as well. Mm-hmm. And my combined was an issue back in the day within the listeners, mm. of course. It's, they never made it mainstream, but it it influenced a lot of R and B cats in this scene right now. Like Big yeah. Naughty was like crazy over Instagram when he saw what uh, the whole mind combined comeback was, and he was like. He really liked it on IG. Like there right. is a reason the younger people, younger cats like Big Naughty, like them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Prost to Jimbo, by the way, by um, from signing a deal with uh, Just Just Music. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope it gets him more exposure down the road. And Same here. People need to know a, a great musician like him, not just because amongst the people who know this scene, but amongst more mainstream right. audiences. I will really like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Mine combined, I really liked it as well. Um, it was mm-hmm. I, there's nothing wrong with the album at all. I, 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 other than the fact that maybe it's a bit short, but yeah, at this point, short albums might even be better. Um, mm. as long as it has enough ambition to me, as long as it seems finished and not just thrown together. Um, yeah. short tracks, a lot of tracks. At the end of the day, it's about it's about the music you have on the album. Yeah, and and um, the I think the first my combined album didn't have that many tracks as well. So yeah, it's like it, this is more of a project kind of group. Mm-hmm. And for a project, like for just like a project group, it it always like, granted there's only two times it ever happened, but it never failed. It, it's a two out of right. two. So. Yeah. Definitely recommend the uh the album. Um there's even a music video for one song mm-hmm. I think which was also pretty well composed. So um yeah, yeah I I'm with Daniel. Uh Mind Combine is going to be ending up on a lot of people's list this year. Um yeah. personally I don't think I have enough time to make an R&B list so maybe it's not, it won't be on my list. But I'm mm. pretty sure it will pop up a lot of the times. And if you haven't listened to it, um, you're missing out. You're seriously missing out. Cop that. Buy yeah. that album um, digitally. Stream it. Whatever it is. Give them money. Um, yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a classic. And yeah. for me, the, so- the next one, which is Song of the Year, is mm. this was very difficult. This is probably the most difficult one for me because there's just so many amazing songs that were given to us this year. And... You know, at the end of the day, man, when it comes to just song of the year, I just look kind of, I see what I look for is just kind of, you know, not just their presence, but like what they're able to do, their capability, mm. you know, and so the actual to music. me, the song, yeah, and to me, the song of the year is Since's uh, Spring Rain or Pompey uh, featuring Rakan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said this on many occasions about Since, but Since is really becoming an elite artist in the Korean hip-hop scene, not just in terms of female hip-hop artists, mm-hmm. but just Korean hip-hop in general. I think she has become a mm-hmm. catalyst, you know, for the for that MC role, you know. Mm-hmm. I think her, her cadence and her voice and her pronunciation and mm-hmm. just the way she goes about her music is authentic. You can see the passion. You can see the you know, the seriousness that she wants to bring. And 
that she's not joking around and this song clearly shows a little bit of both of not just her singing talents but her rapping skills mm. and i think this was a a unique song because yeah sure we know that it's a typical trap song but there's a little bit of balance in this song and i really enjoyed the, the production behind to it and so you know for those people who haven't heard of since his album since 16 uh please go check it out um it's it's amazing i think again i'm gonna just keep saying she is evolving and becoming one of the top elites in this korean hip-hop scene and yeah it's it's and it's really good because it shows there's diversity but it's also showing that korean hip-hop is still well and alive and i think she could be one of those artists that could carry the torch mm. and to um expand the the culture in korea when it comes to hip-hop and so yeah definitely go check out uh spring rain it's definitely to me the song of the year uh yeah um uh, spring rain is actually a title of a very famous blues song in korea mm. it's it's a classic it's like it's like crossroad blues or something in korea mm. back when there wasn't even proper blues in korea per se like that was one of the first archetypal songs that right i love that song by the way um it's, it was mm. by a group called shinchon blues i think mm. and even before that there was uh, that was actually a cover as well anyway um so when i saw that bumpy title it was like yeah please don't screw up um i would mm. hate it if this song sucked but no this was a great song and now granted there's not it's not a huge homage of that track or anything it just happens mm. to have the same title the same title anyway um th that song is significant because i think it, it shows the spectrum of sense yeah um what do you call it uh since since it's just a great rapper period like fuck the female yeah. title fuck the woman title like exactly like yeah. she's i would put her up against any of the greatest rappers of our like current generation no and yeah. she will hold her ground immaculately in fact she no is doubt. one of the greatest rappers and rookies we have in the scene right now mm -hmm. um i hope this is an indicator that there's a bit more diversity in her next album um yes. this album was diverse don't get me wrong but mm -hmm. it it seemed as if um it it really didn't break grounds when it comes to production it was great production mm -hmm. but archetypal hip-hop and i think since can do way much more than that um it's still a great album though like since 16 is yeah. just a well-crafted well-sequenced album the the way mm -hmm. she starts hard the like, like hard out the gate and then like taste on a little bit more of a softer angle as the album progresses it kind of mm -hmm. humanizes the mc in a sense mm. there's no great theme to the album but um you still get the progression like you still get the potential within her uh mm -hmm. it's, this was a boiling point project by the way it was, and yep. um it, for the exception of Jun's mainstream album mm -hmm. uh, most of the boiling point projects were as served more of a showcase kind of purpose rather than an artistic yeah. statement so um i think uh there's still a lot waiting for her um mm -hmm. i hope she signs the right label or you know what she may even I remain so independent too, yeah. but mm -hmm. uh, granted she doesn't seem like a very uh more of an independent fuck the mainstream kind of gal so mm -hmm. i hope she ends up with a more I think she is looking for like since go up, like she is looking for financial yeah. success, which means mm. she will probably looking for a label. And I hope um, it is a good deal. Um, yeah. 
whatever it may wherever it may be make sure i hope like she finds a label that will not compromise our artistic vision yeah. and really understands what this culture is and what her place in this culture is yeah um like you know how like um i think we there was a little bit snip of like this in like the soul therapy documentary as well by the way mm. um about um female representation about women representation in korean hip-hop and mm-hmm. uh, this is like the first big instance of breaking another like mold of what a female rapper is supposed to be since yeah. jackie y in my opinion mm-hmm. like there was yumida the yumida archetype and then after right. that there's the jackie y archetype and it was right. like you're either her or her but since came out ever since since actually made it big here um, I think she, she, her and Birani, I think, a, a little mm-hmm. bit of fusion of both. Like, they really widened the spectrum of what a woman MC can be. So, mm. she's like, she she looks like a typical hood rat in a sense, you know what I mean? Mm. The, the street kind of hip-hop. And mm-hmm. there was very less representation of that kind of type mm-hmm. in the Korean scene. But I hope this kind of um, opens the door for the technically proficient, like... Uh, G and Grey type of yeah. MC more in Korean hip hop, um, no th- there because there has always been this bullshit, um, kind of unspoken elephant in the room kind of stigma that female MCs are not capable of being technically proficient. Mm. In my opinion, it's a very controversial opinion, but I stand behind it. There was a different, mm. definite sick stigma of that, and she just smashed it like into yeah. pieces with this season. So. Props to Sins. Uh, she needs to go up. <laughs> yeah, as she says. No so yeah, definitely all power. More than more power to Sins. Um, okay, my album of the year is Sokodomo's SOS. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, SOS is written in Morse code, so you shouldn't type SOS in alphabet. It should be yeah. a dot dot dot. Uh, do you call it slash dash dash right? Dot dot dash. dot dash 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 dot dot dot. So three dots, three dashes, and three dots, and you'll look up. You'll be able to search what the album was about. Um, this is one of the most um flawless genre fusions I have witnessed ever in Korean hip hop. Um, yeah. usually what happens is when it comes to genre fusions, not putting down those music, that kind of music at all, because obviously there's so many albums that follow that archetype, but. Mm-hmm. It's usually you stick to one genre. So it's like hip-hop plus one genre. Right. It happens a lot. And you and a lot of the times, they either do it very well or they fail miserably. Yeah. And this that's, I think, one of the reasons why, like, despite many individuals in Korean hip-hop that are very proficient in genre fusion, um, it hasn't been that much of a huge boom. I, I'm mm-hmm. seeing the seeds of it right now. There are many other rappers I want to mention here, but we're talking about Sokodomo. So, but Sokodomo managed to like fuse so many genres with this album. Um, mm-hmm. He starts off with a very Parliament P funk, like mm-hmm. Maggot Brain kind of inspired yeah. opener with Slat. Um, like, and that Slat is a very modern reference as well. Like the whole Young Thug YSL thing. Yeah, and it's like, damn, he's. This is a very interesting opener. Like he's not even barely rapping on the first track, but it's so good. And with the whole like Queens of the Stone Age kind of guitar blast and that thing is amazing as well. And then you go into the other tracks, which has um influences from alternative rock, 
from fucking hyper pop, from mm. um, just blatant, blatant trap music with a very eclectic and uh, almost trance like sample. Like, yeah. like if you really draw a blueprint, like try to trace the influences that are in this album, you'll end up with so many genres. No and doubt. it does that flawlessly. And yeah. uh, props to both Sokodomo and the producer, I think, for this was Sesame, who was. Sesame, yeah. Yeah, he was always with. Sokodomo from the very beginning like for ever mm-hmm. since ninja mode and this was such an exponential growth because he had right. tendencies of eclectic genre fusion even before this album no doubt, yeah but um while it was interesting i didn't feel like it felt as natural as this like this mm. was so like natural um it you. was like yeah. it was a complete recontextualization of what I per- conceived as how hip hop can go far, I will even mm-hmm. say this. Um, this is um, this is like Kanye level shit. Um, I, that that was like I was that impressed. Wow. Uh, and like and another thing about this album is that not only is the production handled this way, the way uh, Sokodomo uses his vocals, like he's mm-hmm. yelping sometimes, um, he's just playing out singing sometimes, he's just fucking rapping sometimes. It it fits, and he knows how to manipulate his vocal performances to fit within mm-hmm. that kind of genre expectation. And this is like um six tracks, seven tracks, I think. Yeah. It was six probably. Yeah. This was a real trip. Um, I I can't. I still don't believe this is like not even thirty minutes long or something. Um, yeah, it was like six tracks of just pure mind fuckery, <laughs> mm-hmm. and not many people can do that. Yeah, it's six tracks. That's wow. It's fifteen minutes long. Actually, it didn't feel like a fifteen minute album. It felt yeah. It goes by quick. Yeah, it goes by quick, but it's it hits you with so many different sounds. Like it just it does, punches yeah. in, gets out, punches in, gets out, punches in, gets mm-hmm. out. It's like, what the fuck am I hearing to hearing? And it's 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 an amazing album. Um, granted, uh, I think I gave this a nine out of ten. I don't have a ten out of ten this year. Um, it could have been more developed. Like six mm. songs is still short. Although I had no problem with it per se, um, after repeated listens, I'm like, damn, he needed to do something more than this. Um, yeah. But um, Prost to Sokodomo, um, what he's showing on Show Me the Money is like not even five percent of what he's capable of. Yeah. No so doubt. Uh-huh. if you're li- if you're listening to this and think Sokodomo and judging Sokodomo off of like the Show Me the Money sessions, don't. Um, yeah, what he does on his. Yeah. What he does on his um, records, uh, personal like state artistic statement as a, a personal uh, as a personal artistic statement, and what he does for the mainstream is completely different. Like so mm-hmm. fucking different. Like they're almost different people. So if you're missing out on him, you're really fucking missing out on great music. So definitely yeah. check it out. It's especially this album that I'm talking about. It's fire. Like it's 15 minutes of unalterated fire. So. Check it out. Um, my song of the year is Kundi Panda's Main Pool from the Modem album. Another great one, yeah. Yeah, the Modem was a great album. Um, and this is actually a, a, another example of genre fusion. Um, I just talked about how most MCs take one genre and try to fuse it with hip-hop, right? Yeah. This is what Kundi Panda tried to do. Um, like, Modem is an album that is plays along the legacies of Salona One, of the mm-hmm. Salona One collective in Korean hip-hop, which has been very influential in electronic music fusions with hip-hop. 
Um, right. I'll go as far as to say that was the first collective to truly kind of uh, make something completely original to Korea. And uh, there's, an, uh, there's a podcast in which I talk about it, so search it up. Anyway, and Modem was a very well modern take on the Salon of One archetype. Just hard-nosed mm. rhyming that uh, has the theme of playing a game, an arcade mm-hmm. game. So it's lyrically amazingly executed. Um, there is a lot of intricate rhyming, great performances, amazing flows, great hooks. And Main Pool is a great example of that. The beat is by Pinto, laser, um, who uses the moniker Laser Sound Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a part of the Salona one. He's a fucking OG in the game. And then you have Gray. Of course. And yeah. I'm so glad that Gray actually didn't do a hook on this mm. because it... Every time you see Gray on a feature, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. Not saying that the hooks are bad, but you kind of expect, you, you kind of know yeah. what to expect, but he's, he kind of flipped that. Gray, Gray actually rapped a verse, a very catchy verse yeah. as well. So every, all in all, the song is just a pure bliss of lyrical mastery, perfect uh, execution when it comes to flow-wise. The hook is not super catchy, but it still has mm-hmm. a lot to say. Gray has comes with a surprisingly like electrifying performance. Laser sound yeah. vision, uh-huh. aka Pento's beat, is hard as fuck. Um, it's a great semi opener to the album. I think it's like the second or third track. Yeah. Um, check out the Modem album as well. That's another fucking great album by Kundi Panda. Yeah. But highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. highly recommend the song. Okay, so yeah, as we you know begin to slowly wrap up our show, you know, as usual, any artists or tracks that you're currently listening to and would like to share or recommend to our listeners? There's an album called Entropy by a rapper that goes by the name of Kwai. It's a collaborative mm. project with a producer called Rene. Uh, Kwai is a rookie. Um, I think his first hype came when uh, last year when yeah. uh, Rhythmer, which is a established Korean hip-hop magazine, gave a four, I think. Mm-hmm. For his debut, um, extended play, and personally, I wasn't great hyped by it. I saw the potential, um, but mm. if you're looking for hard hitting, r- flawlessly executed, um, industrial like kind of flavored hip hop, something along the lines of like Run the Jewels or Company Flow, mm. and with great lyricism, granted it's a bit abstract, with great tones, like de- a slightly demented vibe. This is the album for you. Um, just check out the album. Uh, Kwai Entropy. For sure. Um, for me, I went with Toki, mm. and the song is called You Don't Know, and this was from his earlier projects called Thunderground EP. Yeah, classic. Yeah, this this album was... Uh, this definitely was one of the albums that I heard uh, earlier when I really got into Korean hip-hop, and uh, Toki was one of the few artists that I you know started listening to, and when I got to this album, especially the track You Don't Know, um, mm. wow, I... It was really, uh, to me, it was a masterpiece. I I thought for his young younger days, his younger age, um, when I heard this, I was just like, I was blown away because, you know, I didn't, I never, I would have never thought he would have been the rapper that he is today. Mm-hmm. And when he dropped this EP, I was astounded. You know, there was a lot of great tracks on this, and I feel like this album was ahead of itself especially mm-hmm. in the Korean hip-hop. Um, yeah, trap. It's, it's a very yeah. archetypal trap, beginnings of trap music in Korea. Mm-hmm. This, there's there's an, uh, a track called Rabbit featuring mm-hmm. Double K, yeah. who now goes by Il Sun. But yeah. I still remember the first, like, Show Me the Money season. Yeah. Right? With um, Take One and stuff like that. Yeah. 
um, but this track you don't know is so addicting. I just love the way he flows on this, yeah. the performance and the delivery and the beat like, itself. He was like the 08 Lil Wayne. Yeah. You know, like mixtapes after mixtapes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like the beat was this dirty, it was mm. very grimy, it was it had that very sa- that southern side, that ATL style. Yeah. You know, that we all loved during the during that era. And mm. so man, this was one of like Toki's earlier projects and I was just blown away and again you know he's who he is today just like this big star you know especially when he had Iliadar records and all that stuff but definitely uh people should definitely not only you should not only check out the song but you should check out that ep thunderground is such a oh it's a timeless piece of art i would say mm. you know in the korean hip-hop it's there's just so much things that you could talk about just in this little ep yeah um i agree like I I have a personal favorite Toki album, and it's not this, but mm. um, my favorite is the South Korean Rap Star mixtape because yeah. I think it it shows the most um, well thought out and diverse side of Toki. But when it comes to like classic value, we like we talked about last session. Mm-hmm. I think Toki's one classic album is probably this one, um, mm. this one and the Alienia Records compilation, of course, yeah. but. Like the Thunderground EP was a, a, a kind of wake up call almost. Mm. Like everyone was being the like, oh, you should do boom bap. Oh, you should be philosophical, which mm. is not a bad thing at all. Like if you, yeah. especially if you know what I've been talking about on this podcast. But there was a sense during the Thunderground e- when the Thunderground EP dropped, like the Korean hip hop scene was really kind of um, secluding itself from the yeah. world, like. Taking foreign influence is nothing to be, like, shameful about. In fact... Of course, yeah. Like, modern pop especially, regardless of what genre it is, it is about constant recontextualization. And Toki kind of broke a paradigm with that EP. Like, the Thunderground Mm. EP, especially considering, like, Toki was not the kind of MC that he is today. Like, he was Mm -hmm. still... had He still had a lot to prove back then. Yeah. And Humcha is now like the Robert song is is yeah. it's, it's classic, um, one hundred percent classic. Um, yeah. it's one of the songs that not only define Toki's catalog, but it's period like when it comes to all time great Korean songs, that's one of them. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, um, great pick. Uh, yeah, you know what? To be honest, mm-hmm. I'm gonna even go as to further uh to say there's another track on that. EP because I just love it so much. There's a there's a track called Sixty Four Percent and mm. it features Beatbox DG and yeah. This this is another one and the reason why I'm gonna recommend this one too is because there is actually beatboxing sequences in this mm. song. Yeah, like if you actually uh, DG hear is the a great song, beatboxer. Yeah, I I thought it was a joke. I thought this <laughs> was gonna be some kind of uh skit like or something. Yeah, skit or just some kind of okay beatboxing. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone can do the basic beatboxing, but no like. If you hear the song and if you actually catch the beatboxing in mm. the song, you'll know how good the beatboxing is. And it actually sequences, like, aligns with the beat as well. And so definitely also go check out uh, 64% with Beatbox mm. DG. Beatbox DG's, come on, you know, he's... Yeah, I'm looking at a, the track list now. Yeah, he's, definitely. He's an he's a icon. And so, mm-hmm. but overall, yeah, definitely go check out this whole EP. It's It's just... It's a masterpiece, in my opinion. Mm. I just love it, and so you know, just check out like Toki's like early catalog. Um, yeah. Period. No uh, 
I mean, there's great music even before the Illinois day. So, yeah. So, yeah, well, you know, that's all the time we have for today. But mm-hmm. please do comment and let us know what your album and song of the year is. And again, you know, I just want to give a big shout out and a massive thank you to the listeners. Uh, I really mean it. Uh, we both mean it. And, you know, this is a really, uh, oh, man, a good experience for us, especially yeah. just starting. Yeah, end know, of 2021. As... And y'all people have been sticking by us for like, yeah. A year is it like we started yeah, it's before. been a year man yeah so this props to a, us and props to you people as well seriously um it must have you know there were uh some uh, tough experiences with the editing because it's kind of like my first time <laughs> but uh yeah i'm just so i'm just super thankful like seriously this is this wouldn't have been possible without you know all the the listeners because you guys have you know helped korean hip-hop culture grow yeah and to expand it and so we just want to continue doing that and really um especially here in the united states that's where i kind of want to break the bank Mm. you know and just really um introduce korean hip-hop into the united states because you know if k-pop is doing you know something grand and becoming this dominant um you know powerhouse you know why can't korean hip-hop do the same thing i truly believe that it can you know i just think we just got to continue to, you know, put out really strong contents. And like I said, just uh, without the help of the listeners, you know, it definitely would have impacted, you know, the the culture to grow. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And as usual, if you enjoyed, uh, again, thank you very much uh, to the listeners. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please go and subscribe to our podcast on all platforms and please give us that five star rating. If you want more K-Hip-Hop contents, go check out Daytona's Instagram at myk underscore Daytona for K-Hip-Hop album reviews. And also follow our social media page at soul underscore therapy. Thank you guys so much and see you guys next year. Peace. See you guys next year.